Hey guys, Jared here. Here's a bonus episode for your holiday season. Hope you enjoy. everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Project Tahiti. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Jared. Hello. Hello. Shit goes down in this episode, man. Yeah, this one should have been, they should have like aired this back to back. I know. Did they? No, they didn't. Let me check the air dates real quick. Nope, they did not. They were a week apart, Um, which is weird because this wasn't even like a mid-season break or anything. It was just a a true cliffhanger situation. Real quick before we get into the episode, uh, we are part of the But Why Though podcast community. Uh, Be sure to check out their Twitter, But Why Though PC, and their website, ButWhyThoughPodcast.com. Great content there. Uh, Lots of pop culture stuff, uh, not just Marvel. Everything else that you can imagine, DC, Star Wars, indie stuff, anything on Netflix, anything you're interested in. They probably talk about it. And they're great people. So we're super proud to be part of their community. If you are not caught up on S.H.I.E.L.D. by now, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to go get on that. It's on Netflix for now. Um, That's probably going to change once the Disney streaming service comes out. So go watch it on Netflix through season five. And whoo, hot damn, lots of shit happens. Okay, (laughs) you ready? (laughs) I I am. And like this one, we're we're recording this right after uh, episode 16. And, uh, like, this is, like I said, they should have aired this back to back. This yeah. just goes right off into it and it goes full steam ahead. And it's just a bunch of stuff that happens and it ties directly into what happened in real time that week or the week before, uh, in the theaters, which I mm-hmm. think it's not spoiler to say, but this, uh, follows directly the events of Captain America Winter Soldier. Yep, definitely. Um, so this is season one, episode 17, Turn, 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 which this episode title um, links back to the conversation that Garrett had with Sky in episode 16 about he being as Ward's SO and then Ward being Sky's SO. So, hmm. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, this was written by Jed Whedon and Marissa Tantron and directed by Vincent Missiano. Originally aired April 8th, 2014. Okay, here we go. So we're in the sky and there is a plane flying with um, some music playing. And it's Garrett. He's flying around on autopilot reading a book um, when suddenly these two UAVs, UAVs, drones, pull up (laughs) on the side and they start firing at him. And turns out they are shield drones. What the fuck? On the bus, we pick up right where we left off. So there's this standoff in the cargo hold with May. She's trying to convince Coulson that she's not a spy within a spy network. Weird. And that she didn't change the plane's course. And (laughs) Sky is there holding a gun up at May as well. And Fitz is horrified behind the glass in the lab. Um, May says, apparently HQ can override the avionics. So it must be HQ that did something. She's not the one that, that changed course. 
And she confesses that she had a dedicated line to Director Fury and she's under his orders, but that's all she can say. She can't really say anything else and they're not buying it. Everyone starts turning on each other, including Fitz, who is mad at Coulson for keeping secrets. Oh, this is a tense moment. At the hub... Simmons and Trip are still there. So Simmons is working on the blood samples in the lab and Trip's kind of there. The lab is empty because agents are running around outside doing something um, that they're unaware of. And Trip comes over and she shuts off the computer monitor because she doesn't want him to see what she's working on. And so he starts to suspect her. He's like, Coulson's team has a lot of secrets going on. I don't know what the deal is. And she decides to loop him in and is, you know, she goes and locks the door to the lab and she explains, you know, they're working on something. A lot of people died for it and they don't really know what's going on, but they don't think everyone should know about it. So Trip is now in on the secret. Back on the bus, Sky is trying to get the comms going so she can figure out what's going on. But there's this weird signal that's disrupting everything. And they come across a distress signal from Garrett. Um, so Coulson shoots May. He ices her. And then he drags her into the interrogation room with Ward. And Ward's sitting there. And he's like, what's going on? And, War- and Coulson goes, she's a sleeper. Uh, not that kind of sleeper. <laughs> oh, oh, Coulson. Love it. So they uh, figure out how to reroute the weapon system so that it's not under um, HQ control. And they shoot down the drones um, that are following Garrett, which, oh, my God, such an awesome action sequence. Like this moment that like Garrett's flying at the bus and like turns the plane sideways and Coulson barely shoots whatever he's shooting at, at the drones and it just like barely misses Garrett's plane and then Garrett like even levels out again and he's fine and the drones are taken out just like such a good sequence I was like CGI budget well spent good job guys and yeah and, and Coulson's like this means I better not miss they're badass agents and I love them so we find out that Hand is behind this attack on Garrett. She calls off the rest of the attack. She's like, look, now we know where Garrett stands. Apparently, they intercepted an, an encoded transmission from the bus, which may, was that the transmission that Fitz was sending to Simmons? Or was that something else? I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I don't think that ever gets addressed, actually, again in this episode. So we're going to assume that's what it was. <laughs> um, so Hand su- suspects that Coulson is up to something fishy and wants him she wants him alive but she's fine with everyone else being taken out which agent Shaw is not happy about this he's like we're just gonna like take out these people that like we have placed our trust in for years and I mean all bets are off now it seems like but it it seems like all of this is based off of a misunderstanding so that's unfortunate so Garrett, when he he comes onto the bus uh, after he docks with with the bus from his plane, and he mentions that uh, their trajectory is taking them to the hub, and so um, they start talking him and him and Coulson, and they start to s- suspect that Hand is the clairvoyant, which is weird. It doesn't really make sense. Like it kind of goes against what she's doing now and against her interests. But who knows? Maybe that was all a cover. Sky suddenly stumbles across a message within that signal, and it says, out of the shadows into the light, Hydra, which, fuck. That will be the one comic connection this episode. <laughs> yeah. About later on, which is actually a pretty cool one uh, yeah. for sure. And that is that is what I mentioned before, the 
moment where this episode crosses directly into Winter Soldier, uh, the MCU crossover, and this is like the biggest, the biggest connection. I mean, we just have Lady Sif on, we've had Samuel L. Jackson, but this is the biggest MCU connection in the whole series because it changes everything. It does. It radically disrupts everything early (laughs) on maybe the first or second episode we talked about i said that i felt like this feels like where they were always wanting to get to yep and there were moments a few times like like the second episode especially and a couple times since then none of them none of them were as apparent as the second episode but it felt like it was a series that was treading water a little bit standing in place because it couldn't get to this reveal yet Mm -hmm. or it wouldn't have made sense and it wouldn't have been worth it and and, and just in they couldn't because it yeah. had to coincide with real time. Yeah. So, but but I, I think it worked. I think like for me it did. It's mm-hmm. hey, and it's still going. Highest rated Marvel show got renewed. So <laughs> I, think, I think objectively it worked. It worked for you and me. And yep. now we can feel vindicated because the world yep. has to admit Jess and Jerry were right. Yes, yes we were. <laughs> Which is yeah. really what that announcement was. I- I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, but you're right. I do feel like the show is kind of meandering around like the point up until now because like you said, there was like a timeline. Like they had to wait until Winter Soldier came out. And so, yep, here we are. Really, they did a good job in well, retrospect. While it's yeah. happening, it, I, I, I got to admit, what was happening, it lost me. Mm-hmm. Like, like five and you're not alone. I was like, whatever. But then when I heard such good things that I think season three, I was like, I gotta give this a shot. And I went yeah. back, and it was awesome. Like, yeah. like it was that arc coming up with uh, there, there, there's an arc that focuses a lot on on uh, Gemma and the next season. Yeah, that just uh, in, the, in the third season that just totally it makes both her and eventually Fitz's characters like it defines them in such a way that makes them some of my favorite Marvel characters. Yeah. They started off on this show, which is like crazy to me to think as someone who loves comics as much as I do, but it's true. Like it's just how I feel. Yeah. They're, they're, they're great. And a lot of that is you've mentioned him in discussion before and just in general, but in the cast and, uh, Oh, what is Elizabeth Henstridge. Elizabeth Henstridge. I could yeah. only think of uh, Henstridge in my head, and I was uh, <laughs> thinking, thinking of uh, Natasha Henstridge from Species. <laughs> that's a defining uh, trailer viewing experience with me and my friends, but heckling the Species trailer oh, <laughs> when God. I was a kid. And to, to a theater that was very happy. It was like, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Like, that was the, but uh, no, the two of them are great. Like, they're fantastic yeah. actors. And, they really they do a great job with these characters and a lot of the stuff gets to pay off for the show and they get great moments amongst all the information and action and stuff that is going to ensue once Hydra goes into the light, which has just happened. Yep. So this signal was some kind of activation signal and Sky mentions that this signal originated within S.H.I.E.L.D. So... I mean, if you've seen it, at this point, like we had all already seen Winter Soldier, I think. Like I, I remember I saw it before we watched this episode and we were just like, oh my God, what is going to, what is going to be the fallout from this? So like we know just from an MCU standpoint, like what happened, but it's one of those situations where we know what happened and the characters are slowly figuring it out. And it's really like tragic <laughs> for them to like find all this stuff out. And there's other reveals within this episode that are even deeper and even more hurtful. So we'll get there in just a moment. <laughs> so at the hub, we find out that Trip and Simmons haven't been found by hand yet, so they're still unaccounted for. Um, and Simmons is trying to contact Agent Weaver at the Academy, 
And Agent Weaver gives her very disturbing news. Hydra has taken control of the Academy and she tells her to hide, to lock herself into a room and hide. And there's this really tense moment where we don't know what Trip is going to do. We don't know if his allegiance is to Hydra or to S.H.I.E.L.D. And Trip goes and locks the door. And Gemma's like, what are you doing? And he's like, we're doing what the lady said to do. We're hiding. We're locking ourselves in. And he takes out his knife. And there's this moment where we're like, what are you going to do? Are you going to stab her? And he gives the knife to Simmons um, so that she'll trust him. And he's like, if, if you try to stab me, I know I can't trust you. And it's just this really like this cute moment that just makes you have a lot of warmth for Trip and know that like, I like this guy and I'm glad he's around and I'm glad he's there to protect Simmons in this time <laughs> because they're in the belly of the beast at this point. On the bus, May wakes up and Ward is sitting over her talking to her and he's like, you are good. Like, I knew you were good, but you are really good. And she's just like rolling around. She's like, it's not like that, you fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> she doesn't say that, but I know she's thinking <laughs> it. <laughs> So they get the um, so Fitz had you know cut the the dedicated line to Fury and they get it repaired and Coulson pops in and he's like all right here's your chance to redeem yourself contact Fury get this thing you know we need to figure this out and so um, this is as the bus is starting to land at the hub because it's been on autopilot to the hub this whole time May calls Fury and he doesn't answer because he is presumed dead <laughs> which is like blows everyone's minds so they're like what the fuck. And then Han's agents are shooting at the bus. And since they're in the cockpit, May ends up taking one in the arm because they're like visible and able to, I don't know. It seems really dumb to have a shield aircraft that is not bulletproof, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that feels highly suspect. <laughs> right? So but I was that's like, one, that's a TV MacGuffin. We're just going to be like, whatever, right. hands up in our air. Moving yep, on. It's fine. Um, so we find out that Fury was Coulson and Garrett's SO. So they're like bummed. They're like, oh man, he's gone. Like this sucks. And that means that like he like found some shit out, most likely. So <laughs> this leads us to some crazy exposition. So as Coulson is bandaging up May's arm and digging a bullet out of her arm, he's not being very gentle like he was in a previous episode where he was trying to stitch up her stab wound. He is he's mad. So May was asked by Fury to spy on Coulson and to look for signs of deterioration because he was brought back to life. And she was, she was on make sure Coulson's not a zombie patrol. Yeah. Which, given the fact that they're pretty good friends, and just anytime you hear that anybody, oh, your mentor, he just want to make sure you're not a zombie. Yeah, he was afraid he made you into a zombie. Like, like, like that's it's crazy. Oh. First off, you gotta wonder, am I a zombie? <laughs> like, yeah. that's gotta mess you up on well, in many ways. And also for her, for so, okay, well, hold on one second. Let's get through this scene and then we'll talk about it in a second because it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. we find out that May assembled the team. So she gave. Fury the parameters to give to Coulson so that he would pick the right people. And the people he needed was someone who could repair Coulson's body, someone who could reprogram his brain, and a specialist who could put him down if it came to that. So that's Fitz, Simmons, and Ward right there. Nuts. And oh my God. And Coulson is just like, like, oh, okay. So you find out that one of your, probably your best friends is like been spying on you for your own good, but still spying on you. And also that like Fury, the guy who put you through all this to bring you back to life thinks you might need this. Like what a mind fuck. <laughs> oh, so fucking crazy. But 
we, as we know, May did do this to protect Coulson. And she says, you mean a lot to me. And to find out that you had died, like she was super heartbroken by that. And absolutely, it makes sense that she would want to take this mission and be there to watch out for him and in some small way, try to protect him from himself (laughs) and others, but also ensure that he was like of sane mind and he was okay. So it's, it sucks because I see it from Coulson's perspective, but I also see it from May's perspective. Like I get both sides and I get why both people are upset and hurt. And it's just a lot to deal with because I love them (laughs) and I just want them to be happy. (laughs) So they decide that they have to wipe the memory on the plane because if Hydra is back, all the specs from their past missions are in the plane. So like the what was the name of that thing? The 084 that they found in episode two. I forget yeah. the name of it. That thing that like blew a hole in the plane or whatever. The the it was and it was Hydrotech technically, right? It was like Tesseract tech. Yeah, it was Tesseract te- technology. Yeah. So that thing is in there. Um the Gravitonium there's information about the Gravitonium. There's all everything that they've encountered is like on the plane. So they have to wipe it so that Hydra can't get a hold of it. And the strike team that Agent Hand has sent uh enters the plane. And the team uses this little mouse hole thing that fits magically created that we've never heard of before until this episode to escape and basically cut their se- cut themselves out of the plane. They escape and they go, um, they need to go rescue Simmons. But Garrett really wants to take out Agent Hand also. So that's a little weird. Hand um, finds Trip and Simmons um, in the lab or in whatever room they're in. I forget, they're not in the lab anymore. And there's this really tense moment where Hand asks them to swear loyalty to Hydra and they refuse. And it's okay because this was just a test and they passed. Um, Hand isn't Hydra and she's like, good. I now know that I can trust you. And there's only a handful of people that I can now trust. Um, but she thinks Coulson is Hydra. And so... Um, they go into the situation room and hands, you know, uh, Simmons is like so distraught. She's like, this is not it. Like Coulson is not Hydra. There's no way like, you know him, like there's no way he could be Hydra. And Han starts listing Coulson's crimes, quote unquote, and his unusual behavior, which if you list it out, yeah, it seems a little suspect. So I could see where she's coming from. And it's basically everything that we know, like he didn't give up Agent Amador, like he you know, frequently disobeys orders and like doesn't give up. He didn't want to give up Agent Quinn or Agent Quinn. He didn't want to give up Ian Quinn. <laughs> Ian Quinn is not an agent. Um, all kinds of things like just suspect behavior. But it, we understand as viewers that have an intimate knowledge of this team that those were not done to betray S.H.I.E.L.D. It was for different reasons. <laughs> um, but Hand gives this really un- this speech where she says, they hide in plain sight. They make us like them. They earn our sympathy. Which is a lot because we know a reveal that is coming at the end of this episode. Oh. So Coulson's team has split up. Ward and Sky are heading to the control room um, so that they can get the bus back. And But there's a bunch of guys in the way and there's like 12 of them. And so Ward is going to go out and take out all of them to clear a path for Sky to get to the control room. And it's basically like a suicide mission. And Sky's like, no, what are you doing? Like, this is crazy. And Ward mentions like he might feel guilt over killing the wrong guy, over killing Thomas Nash. And then it turns into this weird like he has a moment and he's like, you know, if we make it out of this, maybe we can grab a drink. And Sky's kind of like, 
you know, I know she mentions that she knows about May and she's like, I live on the same plane with you. Like, it's kind of obvious. And it's like weird. Like she kind of feels like she resists for a second. And then she's like, no, we can grab a drink. That's fine. And then he gets ready to leave and then she kisses him. And uh, (laughs) uh, whatever. Anyway, he goes outside and he takes everybody out. And it's actually a really awesome fight sequence. Um, The scene actually cuts off with him being like beaten by four, four or five dudes. And then he pops back into the room and with, you know, to see Sky and he's, you know, he's a little beat up, but he's fine. He made it. So yay, super spy, whatever. Um, So anyway, they decide to go blow up the control room. Uh, We were all assuming that she was just going to go in there and, you know, do her hacker shit, but she brought explosives. So yay. So we are back with the rest of the team that are in the, I don't know what to call it, the surveillance room, I guess. It's just like a small panel with like four monitors. I don't feel like that's enough surveillance for a, you know, a thing as big as the hub, but whatever. They're trying to find Simmons. Garrett is really intent on killing Hand. And it's a little weird. And he's like, Colson, like if she's the clairvoyant, like she had all this shit done to you and she had you tortured and all, the, you know, all these things happened with your team members. Like Sky was shot. Like she gave that order. Like, don't you want revenge? And he's like, people on my team were killed. And then he slips up and he mentions that he knows that Raina was put into the machine that Colson was put into. And all of a sudden, the look on Colson's face just changes instantly. And he knows. And he's like, I never told you that. Like, you should know that. I never said that to anybody. Like, no one should know that. And he's like, you're the clairvoyant. And Garrett, like, kind of stumbles a little bit. He's like, no, man. Like, and then he just stops. And he kind of, there's this moment where he just gives up. And he's like, all right, you got me. So Garrett is fucking Hydra. And he's the clairvoyant. (laughs) Holy shit. The clairvoyant, (laughs) I mean, the Hydra thing is huge. But it's also, like, part of what's happening. And it it made sense. But yeah. when I when I did go back and rewatched every, everything from the beginning, I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> I was like, yeah. "What?" Because he plays it so crazy in his first couple episodes. Like, and like, oh man, what this means, you know, for Trip and, and mm-hmm. oh, this. Well, we see that later. We see. Oh, so that's sad. Co- that stuff's coming up. Yep. And so, so Garrett says, "You've been serving Hydra all along." So apparently, Hydra has been quietly recruiting and working within shield since its fall in you know the 40s which is nuts i mean and we knew this from um captain america winter soldier as well but uh this is like really seeing you know this is agents of shield so of course we're seeing the inner workings of shield and how that's going to affect the this team and um the rest of the show essentially so So agents, uh, hands agents show up. I'm assuming they're hands agents. They're just agents that show up in in full tactical gear and they have everyone captive. And Garrett has this moment where he's like, you know, I know I know half you guys trained under Agent Sitwell. So we know that. I mean, we know from Captain America, too, that Sitwell is, is Hydra as well. But the agents that trained under Sitwell shoot the other agents and then they hold everyone else captive except for Garrett. And it's so sad because like Garrett kind of goes down the line and he's like, yeah, Colson, you're fucked. You know, we're good friends, but this is just how it is. May, I know you'll follow him to the grave. And then they get to Fitz and Fitz is crying. He's like his whole world was just shattered. And can you imagine like training at the shield Academy and like basically your whole life. And then you get put into this team. It's like your first time in the field and then it's just all taken away. And everything that you thought was real is not real. And he's just so upset. And I felt so bad for him. (laughs) Um, But uh, Garrett needs him for something. So he mentions like, you're going to do what I need you to do, whether you like it or not. So we're going to keep you alive. And so 
Um, he's like, all right, shoot everyone except for Fitz. Shoot him in the kneecap. Let's go. And then suddenly there's an explosion and all the lights go out. So Sky and Ward have just blown up the control room. So the power flickers out and chaos ensues. Everyone starts beating everyone up. Um, May is trying to take down a bunch of guys and uh, one of the agents pops up behind her and is about to take her out. Fitz grabs a gun and shoots him, which is like, you know, that's hard for Fitz. That is not who he is. Colson and Garrett are at it and Garrett has or has Colson down on the ground and they're like, you know, talking smack at each other. And Fitz sets off that weapon that we saw in episode two that Ward used to like take out all the Colombian agents. They were in Colombia, right? I don't know. <laughs> I forget now. But yeah, so cool tie-in from early on in the season. Um, and and it takes Garrett out. So yay, everyone's safe. Um, and Hand walks in and Coulson's like, dude, it's not what you think. And she's like, no, we heard everything because they had listening devices in all the rooms so that they could spy on everyone. Spy on the spies. So much spying. So they heard everything that Garrett said and they take the hydrate agents away. And so they're walking them down the hall and Trip sees Garrett being pulled in after everyone and he just loses it. He's like, no. And it's like this scene that has music playing all over all the audio. Like there's no um, ambient audio playing and it's just music. And it's so heartbreaking. And then Ward walks up and he sees Garrett and he's like, and Coulson kind of has to pull him aside and explain like what's going on. And Ward's just like, no, no, man. It's like, it's real heartbreaking, but there's more. <laughs> so we find out from Agent Hand that, um, you know, Captain America was able to um, take out the Triskelion or or whatever she says. And uh, but his status is unknown. So they don't know if he's alive or dead. Um, the fridge is still secure. So that's good. And Hand and Coulson might be the highest ranking agents left, which is crazy um, because Hydra took out all the high level agents that were not loyal to them. And Ward pops in. He's like, look, um, wherever you're taking Garrett, I want him to be tortured. I fucking hate that guy. Blah, blah, blah. Gives this really intense speech. Um, and so hand is like, well, then you'll be perfect. You'll want, um, she decides to take him with her to secure Garrett at the fridge, which, so back on the bus, we are with Coulson and May and he's still pissed at her. Um, and she's like, are we friends? He's like, no, but we're allies. Um, and he knows that he needs her and he needs everyone that is an ally at this point, but he's still mad. And so that's where we leave them. Coulson or May says, what are we planning to do? And Coulson says, survive. Damn. Um, so the last scene, we're on a the transport plane with Hand, Garrett, Ward, and a couple other agents that are securing Garrett. And Hand stops and she's like, you don't deserve, you know, a nice, quiet ending. <laughs> you deserve much worse. And so she offers to let Ward shoot Garrett while they're in the sky. And she hands him a gun and he stands up and Ward shoots the other agents and then shoots Agent Hand. He's Hydra too. <sighs> it feels so good to say that. <laughs> The first, the biggest step in our ward spoilers is now public public knowledge, and we don't have to <sighs> censor ourselves when we record future episodes. Good lord, we know the ward truth. Yes, but fuck, it is a journey, um, and he is good, man. Even when he was like, you know, playing that he was upset that Garrett was Hydra, like all this shit, like, ugh, so many things. So this was a huge episode, and this is like, I mean, like we saw a little bit of fallout from Thor Dark World. This 
is the biggest, and I think I think it is the biggest instance of where a Marvel film made huge waves in the S.H.I.E.L.D. television show, because I don't think we get that again. Maybe Infinity War will be the next time that happens. Maybe. Well, I mean, we, there's something we have seen, and maybe, you know, slight vague spoiler, there's some fairly good connection, but I feel like it's hard to say, you know? Like, yeah. Well, because we don't know yet, because season six hasn't I come out. I think it would have but, to, but I don't know. But yeah. this, this is huge. This was a huge, huge thing. Huge. And I think this is like, I mean, Marvel was doing something unique at this point um, because uh, the Force Awakens hadn't come out at this point. Like, star- the Star Wars um, like universe hadn't caught up at well, the same point. It still hasn't. I think had yeah. the same thing because of the whole live action aspect. You know, yeah. the crossover. I mean, because there was crossover between you know, Rebels with actors even uh, into the films that were happening with uh, yeah w- w- with um, Force Whitaker. But at the same time, right now. We have, you know, at, at, at this point in season one, we have Jamie Alexander's just on a Sif. We have, uh, we've had Jasper Sitwell and uh, Maria Hill and Nick Fury from the films mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. And everything that's happening feels directly intertwined and connected and it all makes sense right now. Yeah. And you, you get less and less and less connected because because there's literally a falling out where the guy who is still in charge of Marvel TV on the most basic level and was at the time uh, in charge of that and ha- had a huge level of control in the films as well alongside uh, Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ike Perlmutter and him had a falling out following this. And there's never this level of synergy after that falling out where the result was because he didn't like having to share control mm-hmm. was he was ousted completely from the film side. So it didn't work out great for Ike and it worked out horribly for us as viewers. Yeah. 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 Cause I feel like this is like the, the only time that we get this much. I mean, like when ultra downhill for, for, for the connectivity yeah. from this point on. It's, uh, I, I remember like stuff with Ultron is mentioned later on in a, 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 a different season, um, but it's never it's never as big as this. This like disrupted everything. And it's cool because the, the Ward and Garrett's betrayal plot was woven in with that. And that's like, that's really cool, I think. That was really well done. Oh, man. Speaking of... Bill Paxton and Brett Dalton are just chef's kiss. Like <laughs> Bill Paxton's acting in this, like just when he gets called out and he's just kind of like, eh, all right, just you got a, me. Just imagine <laughs> how much better it'd be if he had a bushy mustache. Oh my God, get out of here. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he is amazing. Yeah. And then like, okay, so um, one of our listeners, and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Um, we got an email from someone and they um, they told us that Brett Dalton actually didn't know about Ward's betrayal. And they told him- Yes, I remember. I remember this as well. In this, uh, in episode 15, they actually revealed to him that he um, was Hydra the whole time. And so he's been playing basically- Ernest. He's been yeah, earnestly acting throughout this entire first season, um, not realizing that until the last couple episodes, which is nuts. He has been playing J- American James Bond. He's been playing comic book, old school, original appearances of spy Nick Fury, like 1960s yeah. Nick Fury, the comic that I'm going to talk about later. Yeah. Nick Fury. It's, it's bonkers to think for him, for sure. Like he was playing smarmy, 
cocky, you know, Han Solo esque. Like maybe you're not, maybe he's not a nice guy, but he's a good guy. Guy. Yeah. And now it's like, oh no, no, you're the bad guy. You're the worst. Uh, you're founded by Nazis. Like you're, yeah. you're part of basically space Nazis. <laughs> like, yeah. What? And you, not only are you the worst, but you just like betrayed this family that you became a part of and are extra horrible and developed like romantic relationships with some of them. And like, older brother relationships with some of them and it just fucking sucks man are we, are we at the very end is there a tag uh the tag is um it's just another like zoom in on ward's face being evil okay <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I was just like should we just go full on have you said spoiler yeah i think we're we're doing spoilers at this point so uh the big spoilers are out hallelujah but let us gush a little bit more uh freely so if you're not caught up go do that but yeah <sighs> I just need a moment of silence for how heavy this episode was. All right. Yeah. The, the, the big, you know, cinematic connection is clearly what we already talked about, which is just, yeah. you know, it baked into everything. We have this episode was the big connection to the movies. Uh, so winter soldier uh, precipitated everything that happened. And mm-hmm. then the, uh, the comic connection is just that Hydra is a big comic book organization. Like it's yeah. huge. There was a giant thing recently with the, even through shade, on the shield episodes where Hydra comes back again in the framework in that oh, yeah. uh, there's basically a line where it's like, no, Hydra's just Nazis and Nazis are never cool. They always fight Nazis. They always shoot Nazis, they always hit Nazis. Like basically, basically Daisy and, and Gemma come right out and, and through shade at Nick Spencer and Marvel yep. comics because at the, at the time it's again, they've done this so many times with Captain America. They did it when they killed them off most recently and, and, and publicized it and they did it when they made him into a secret hydra member both times they're like no we were we are not going to bring him back from the dead no we're not gonna just undo it with the cosmic cube a reality controlling device that is that is part of captain america's like legacy and history is a captain america thing it's commonly used by the red skull to screw with reality no 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 that couldn't possibly be what this is turns out guess what captain america's not dead that happened you know before any of these movies came out and uh it turns out also he's also not actually a nazi uh Mm. surprise but uh so they've been very recent recently been very important you know, in the comics and in the movies, they were giant at this point. Uh, you know, Hydra is still around in some fashion and will always probably be around in some fashion. They are not really a white supremacist group, but they're founded by them. So I don't really care. You know, I still think mm-hmm. you might as well. And they're fascists. So it doesn't really matter. You know, like like, they, like there's like some argument and, oh, well, you know, you know, they've had people of color as members. It's like, yeah, well, people are manipulated and yeah. controlled and none of it has anything to do with anything. Like it's a, it, it's not, why are we playing devil's advocate now for, for fake Nazi analogs? Right. Like, you know what I mean? But like, it's one thing it's stupid and, and it doesn't even make sense for real Nazis, but who, who are we protecting by arguing on behalf of Hydra? Why is anyone doing this? So I don't, I try not to engage with that, but the, the comic book history, Hydra uh, first appeared in a Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. story in Strange Tales number 135. And that would be, I believe, uh, it's dated in August 1965, so it probably came out a couple months before that most times. With the way comic books are listed, they're their date that is printed on is when they're supposed to come off of the magazine racks. So it's actually like three months ahead. So like if it's cover dated for August of, uh, of 65, it probably actually came out a couple months before it came out in the summer of 65. I did not know that. That's cool. Um, Cool. Fun fact. They were created. They're credited. Uh, it's interesting 
all the information I can find credits them as being created in part by uh, Jim Steranko, who is basically the guy who like is the father of shield comics, even though the actual story that they're initially created in uh, is just Jack uh, Kirby and Stan Lee. But I think it's because he developed them so much that they ended up giving him creator credit, which is pretty cool and not super common in comics. It's more common in fandom. Like people consider that about several characters, like, some other author later on shepherded them in, you know, into who they became. Uh, but at the same time, it's not usually something I can find like listed discredited that way, but it is for, for Hydra. Uh, and yeah, so they've been around for a very long time at this point, you know, over 50 yeah. years, or like uh, just about 50 years when this episode came out. That's so crazy. Oh, Hydra just keeps coming back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it's basically you know like it, it does it keeps coming back, and it's very similar with the uh, you know the epitaph where if you cut off one head, two more will take its place. They it, even like kind of make fun of that a little bit in this episode. They're like, what or was it last episode? It's this episode. Yeah, it's this it's this one where they're like, is it cut off arms or is it heads? And they're like, no, it's definitely heads. <laughs> so it's like Garrett Sky and and Coulson making a joke out of that epitaph. And uh, <clears throat> this is actually. This is the first. Uh, this comic is a big deal because it's it, it for us sort of historically. It's the first appearance of Shield, and mm. so it's it is the origin of it, and it's very different. You know, like I don't know that they, I don't think they reveal any connection directly to the Nazi stuff. You know, but they end up tying it into his past as a World War II soldier. Uh, mm. You know, so they you know they have it founded by the Struckers, which are partially in the comics and whatnot, and are also connected to X Men comics because of weirdness but uh yeah. but uh, in, in it i think like it's agent h is a double agent who's a shield agent and they don't actually uh get into a lot of it yet but they will eventually and uh yeah i think that that is the very beginning of shield so it's kind of cool that the shield and hydra were born together so it is fitting that this whole first season was like a backdrop to the hydra invasion yeah oh it's so hurtful <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where to go from here because there's just like a lot that happened. Let's talk about May. We talked a little bit about May last episode or the episode before, I think. I think it was episode 15. We talked a little bit about her and just this sucks. Like she was just trying to do the right thing and she was, you know, for her job and also for her friend. And she's such a good spy that she had everyone fooled until Fitz stumbled across that line. Darn Fitz, you meddling kids. <laughs> it wasn't for and anything that, bad, you know? No. And now that and now that Fury's – it's kind of funny because in this episode, you know, Coulson's like, well, Fury's dead now. So it's not like you, you know, you have to hold this secret in anymore. And so that's when May feels like she can spill it. But uh, – it's it sucks because she's being it seems like she's being punished for just doing her job. But also there's this aspect of like following orders when you don't necessarily agree with those orders. And it's like that's how we get things like Hydra <laughs> It's like swearing allegiance and following orders blindly. Yeah. So there is a lesson in there, I think. Well, and like you're not really supposed to do that, like in the military, yeah. like, you know, it's baked into the all these like oaths and whatnot but they're supposed to actually be standing up for the constitution and not just following orders yeah. you're supposed to question things on some level and of course that's not exactly 
how it's actually can work out. I'm not advocating that people question everything, but, but, but the idea of it, like cutting out someone's critical thinking, I do get why like in a, in a military activity, that is something that's necessary, but in espionage, you know, for the most part, they're not going to be in the com in combat constantly. You know, it's not constant yeah. wet works. You don't want someone who's just blindly thinking, I think, carrying like all of the most sensitive information in the world and being and and deciding how to handle that stuff it feels like you want someone who has a strong sense of self and belief in what's right and wrong uh yeah to be disseminating this information and be making tough calls not people who are just like oh i don't, I don't think about anything <laughs> killing babies doing whatever i'll do it like like, like like which they bring up a lot in shows like this you know like like yeah like superpower babies or whatever like it, it asks harder questions that it does it, it makes it easy to ask those questions so i would counter that so there's the other side of it where May, I mean, she was given the information like she knew uh, she admits that she knew about Tahiti and she knew that Coulson was dead and she knew everything. But I feel like in a normal situation, which this is not a normal situation. So whatever. And it's also fiction. So whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> like I know of what a normal spy situation would be. But anyway, like she probably wouldn't have been given all that information. Like Fury probably would have just told her, hey, can you keep an eye on him if he exhibits any like deter mental deterioration or whatever? Just let me know so we can step in and do something and this team can handle it and whatever. But there is that sense of you don't know the full story. And I think this was brought up in the Hub episode where they do have they are a spy network. And so they can't have everyone know everything because if they get caught, they spill everything and then their entire organization is at risk. Like if you compartmentalize the information, like each person, each spy knows only what they need to know to complete their mission. And so there's less risk involved there in getting all the secrets out or, you know, compromising the mission or the ultimate mission within, you know, that that one mission is within. And so, but Colson's team doesn't operate like that. Like everyone knows everything about the mission going in. Like they don't, you know, just tell Fitz and Simmons one thing and Sky one thing and Ward one thing and May one thing. Like everyone knows all the components of what's going on. And it seems like when they loop other people into their missions, that's kind of a similar situation. So it like lines up with me that Fury would tell her like, this is what we're doing. We're assembling this team, you know, to protect and keep an eye on Coulson. And also if things go south that we can handle it, but also like the fact that it's also lining up with that dissemination of information that Coulson wouldn't be looped into that. And he couldn't know because he would go mad if he knew <laughs> type of thing. And no one else could know either. I don't know. There's like this element of, yeah, like you do want people that will do the right thing, but you also want people that will just do what they're told because they don't know the full story and they aren't supposed to know the full story because for the for the protection of the organization. Oh, no, and there are instances where that is going to be required, but it's just I, I feel like you don't want every like real people shouldn't be serving functions where everything they do is being a cog in the machine because then they're going to not oh, be yeah. able to have a critical faculty when they're needing it. And then I feel like it, uh, in, even in these sort of organizations, not everyone at every time should be ser serving that kind of cog in the machine function. And I feel like ideally it'd be like rotating through 
situations where you have no context and you do just not have a piece of the information and trying to like mitigate it as much as possible. Like, like this is, this is crap where there's no easy way to do it when, 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 yeah. when, you, when, when lives are going to be lost and whatnot, you know, that's, this stuff isn't going to be easy on anyone. I'm just trying to like figure out some way to mitigate it as much as possible, which is difficult. Cause like, I'm thinking about it in terms of a show like this, but it, like you said, like it's all real stuff. Like it's something that actually yeah. people have to deal with all the time. So it's, uh, it's crazy. And what sucks just is knowing that the people who actually make these decisions usually are only, only care about budgets and results and they don't give a crap about the actual people going through it who are like fodder. Oh, yeah. And like, that's, what's really gross. Cause whether it's a spy who has to do wet work or, or, uh, or a soldier or, or a mercenary or whatever, like these people have to do awful stuff. Like, uh, relating it back to comic books a little bit, the guy who's currently writing, um, Batman and who did a really critically acclaimed run on vision, uh, here, uh, for Marvel comics, uh, Tom King is a former intelligence agent and, uh, vet mm-hmm. and, he started getting really big into superhero stuff when he wrote Grayson, which there's a period of time when Nightwing retired from superheroics and became a super spy. This Dick Grayson. And he brought in like his actual espionage stuff. Like, and he clearly, he made it James Bondy and not at all based in real stuff, but also just, yeah. but he did actually have this, these real experiences and he has a really interesting perspective. And he's, and recently like he realized he's like, he talks about how like most of his first batch of stories are like basically the same theme where it's just like somebody joins up with something that they think is for a good cause and then are very disillusioned by the reality of it. And like, yeah. I feel like if like that's what's going to happen, if you, if you are that guy, if you're the person who does it for the right reasons and isn't just a crazy person who wants an excuse to hurt people or whatever, it's going to mess you up no matter what, whether you're cognizant of it or not, whether, mm-hmm. w- whether you are a cognitive machine or you are a more critical thinker, you know, whether you're, whether you're just a, uh, w- being used or being used fully, like either way, that's work that's going to drain a human and going to like put, yeah. we're not, I don't think we're really meant to do it. I understand why it's a necessity and I appreciate the people who make those sacrifices, but it's, but it's like also just brutal, you know? It is. And it's funny because it's, it's not funny, but it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I think we see that in Fitz in this episode oh, yeah. when he finds out like that he's been, he is disillusioned with shield. Like it's been Hydra this whole time and he's been working for Hydra this whole time. And he's just like overwhelmed with that knowledge and just is emotional about it. And you just feel so bad for him. But Oh, man, that's have you seen Alias, the first J.J. Abrams thing uh, after Felicity? Um, it's been a long time. But that's uh, spoilers for Alias. <laughs> like, like, let's go back uh, what, like 16 <laughs> years. Um, but right. it, it was that premise where she thought she was part of a super – like basically – shield but like the way they did it was more like get smart like it's like you know yeah. like, but like 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 a, a, a hero super sp- secret off the books spy agency and it was underneath a bank and she pretended to work for a bank and she finds mm-hmm. and like it was just twist after twist after twist but the, the, the first big twist is she finds out uh, because she told her fiance about it and she's like well they're not spying on me all the time and i know the way the ways around it so she turned on the shower and told him everything 
And then like the next day, they murdered her fiance. Yeah, I do remember that. And then she finds out, oh, they're actually they're actually not control from from uh, Get Smart. They're chaos. They're the ba- they're Hydra. They're the bad guys. She's been working yeah. for the bad guys since she was in college for whatever for for six seven years or whatever, and like finds out that they've been training her and lied to her. And eventually, she literally like first she tells her partner, and then she tells their tech guy, and eventually uh, there's a big changeover in the show, and they basically have good good guys come in and say hey all you guys that weren't in on it why not make use of you like why not make you were already trained to be pretty good spies and your hearts are in the right place <laughs> so do you want to work for the cia and like it, like it cracks me up yeah. so bad because that's basically it like it's basically like hey yeah. yes you were working for crazy weirdo nazis but yeah you didn't know so it's, it's okay. Fine. Nobody, nobody's <laughs> mad. Like, like, like feel You're bad forgiven. for a minute, but don't beat yourself up. Who amongst us hasn't been an accidental space Nazi? <laughs> it's like, it's, <laughs> in, in their world, in the world of Marvel comics or movies, like it's not that ridiculous. As sad as it is, Misty Knight, uh, best best part <sighs> of Luke Cage, maybe one of. Uh, she worked for Hydra at one point in the comics, like uh, a few, several years what? ago. Yeah, yeah, because it's just the way it is. Stupid. Ugh, fucking Hydra. I mean, that's not the case anymore, but thank God. <laughs> so, and occasionally they change stuff, and occasionally, this is my comics are weird thing, they just don't even mention it again. Like, it's just don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, this guy was dead? <laughs> I don't remember that. Like, they just don't ever mention it again. They don't, all, like, sometimes they don't even bring somebody back, they're just back. And, like, I'm pretty sure that's what the, I'm pretty sure the, the Misty, Misty Hydra. Hydra thing was part of that. Maybe not. Maybe they eventually explained it like, oh, it was deep cover, blah, blah, blah. Because like it was more of a dispassionate thing. It's like, hey, you know, it's just a job and this and that. It's like they're just one bad organization amongst all the others. Because there were periods of time where you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., I mentioned on the show before, was turned into Hammer and run by Norman Osborn, who was like, who mm. the public knew had been Green Green Goblin. Who like, the, like if you've seen Amazing Spider-Man 2 and know like about the death of Gwen Stacy, it was at the hands of Norman Osborn in the comics. And basically it was the same death, but it's like he is known for killing a, like a 18 year old blonde girl on like the Brooklyn Bridge. And somehow he's the yeah. head of S.H.I.E.L.D. publicly. Like it's like, like he's going to keep America safe. And, like, like, and <laughs> the way the story plays out makes, I mean, to be honest, with Trump in charge, like like hypothetically, because the way the story was, there was a story arc called Secret Invasion, where the Skrulls, the bad guys in the upcoming Captain Marvel movie, who shape change had had like had sleeper agents implanted on every superhero team and every organization at Marvel. Oh, so then God. they all turned at once, and there was this invasion. And Norman Osborn is the guy who uh, he used his sci-fi crazy supervillain tech he adapted it to basically stealing like technology from mr fantastic and iron man and spider-man and whatnot and the heroes he then pilfered it and changed it and made the necessary changes to create a laser that if you shot them made it to where they couldn't change shape and reveal and revealed everybody <laughs> so he was the hero that saved the world so that's why they gave him like they like exonerated him and made him the head of shield and whatnot. Wow. It's like it's so silly. But at the same time, if you think about that, if we were invaded by shape changing aliens and Donald Trump was the guy who saved the day, there would be rational people I know who'd be like, "Well, he's not that bad. He did save us from space, you know, shape changing aliens." Uh-huh. Like it would be the worst thing to ever happen to us as a, as a society. And I feel like that's what happened. That's basically what happened to them. You know. Oh my god, I can't even think about that. It just makes my brain explode. 
and 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 because of like the like the death stuff they exonerated him from it's basically like what if donald trump it was what if donald trump was publicly lex Luthor and like i guess what's the real world equivalent like oj simpson <laughs> like, 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 wow. like it's insane <laughs> it doesn't even make like thinking about that person being made basic basically given like a position above a cabinet position in charge of like somehow being made in charge of an international spy organization that is sort of based in the u.s but is like they have they have flying aircraft carriers (laughs) (laughs) like that's it they have that that's the kind of budget they have it was we've seen on this show they have no oversight like it's terrifying to think like the the way these people already behave but that's what that's what that there's a good story arc uh where he was doing that so so yeah that might have been when she worked for hydra because it might have been like well screw it (laughs) like no like like, like up is down like i'm certainly not working for the good guys right now (laughs) yeah nothing's good so just work for the less bad or whoever whatever just make a paycheck and get the fuck out of here yeah You get a paycheck while you help, while maybe you help disrupt the really, really, the powerful bad guys and then and go yeah. back to screwing over the, them. And oh then you have God. a time card so you can maybe really mess with them. I don't know. Uh, Comics are weird, man. Are. I, love, I love them. <laughs> They're so weird. And Hydra stuff. Oh, my God. They, they had sanitized Hydra a lot. There was a, there's a very popular Deadpool character who became a sidekick of his because he didn't kill him. Uh, he was an inept Hydra agent who became known as Hydra Bob. His name is Bob. Wow. And he just was Deadpool's sidekick because he Deadpool never killed him. And he like ran around with Deadpool. Oh my God. And like in the it, it's just <laughs> how they present it. Like where it's like a job being a henchman, not being a member of a neo-Nazi organization, you know? And right. like and it's it sucks because like I, I was reading really well written discourse about it during that secret empire arc where Captain America was being revealed yeah. into one. It's like, they were like right now, because of the way the movies are, it doesn't like, like it was, it was a young woman who read the comics already. It was like, I get it with the context. I get what Nick Spencer's saying, but you can't live in a world where you pretend that most people's version of Hydra isn't built from Captain America, first Avenger where mm-hmm. they're literally Nazis. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like there's no, like, when that's what we're exposed to, when the vast majority of people are get their media that way, we can't be like, well, I'm a nerd stickler. And in the comics, Baron Helmut Zemo, you know, uh, you know yeah. he died. And Heinrich Zemo, you know, he he, he, he was a Nazi, but his, his son, he, he wasn't a Nazi. And he, he hired all sorts of people. He was an eco-opportunity villain. And it's like, no one gives a crap. Like, I know I know that yeah. and I don't give a crap. It doesn't change the, the, the global context. You know, and yeah, and it doesn't really it's not really a great excuse. I mean, yeah, in the real world, you can say I'm okay with buying a BMW or Volkswagen because their association with the Nazi party is long gone. Like, I'm okay. I No one should judge anyone for that. You know, like like they they can't help where they came from. But the comics, it's different because they can help it and they can help the imagery, you know, and we're not the most people aren't exposed to BMW and, v, uh, and VW through uh, Nazis, <laughs> like through Nazi yeah. imagery, you know, <laughs> if, if we were, yeah. st- if that were still their primary, you know, mode of, of expression, then we could be like, hey, it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or just like, don't be aligned with them. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. Why do you keep doing this? Oh, uh, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super, super weird considering all the laws in Germany like against it. Like, like, yeah. and, and, you know, I don't know. There's something to be said for that. 
I like know we love our free speech and I do, but for a long for a long time had a handle free on neo Nazi crap there. And I think policing it may have helped that. You know? It's not great right now, yeah. so but we're not helping that and no one's helping that. Yeah, like I don't like the real world whatever. repercussions and thoughts that come along with the Hydra stuff. It's no, gross. it's 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 gross, it's scary, it's cause it's real. It's like these people exist um, and they're in our government. <laughs> yeah. And less of them after the newest uh, election. Although I think they just called the Florida governor yeah. race and that was one that didn't fall in our favor. But I know. And, and by our favor, I mean uh, democracy. Blue. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're a little partisan. We revealed that if you didn't get that in the one that just released uh, when we were recording this, the last half of it is basically us just being like, uh, right man for the job? Uh, BS. Like, how about that doesn't exist? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hire more diverse people and stop making excuses. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, 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 so we may have played our hand that episode, if not previously i'm not I, i'm fine with talking politics on this on this podcast um if you're uncomfortable with that i apologize but we're not going to stop so here we are <laughs> we are people that are complex with complex views of the world and that informs how we see our entertainment and everything we believe in so here we are yes and i know you feel the same way <laughs> all right on that note, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, we covered all the connections, and I mean, we'll continue. I think to react spoilery about the Ward stuff for the rest of the show every time he's on and comes up. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, now I can freely say "fuck Grant Ward," and you won't be confused if you haven't seen the show, which hopefully you have. So <laughs> it will be nice to just talk about how much we don't like Ward. Yep. Alrighty, we don't. We're, we're not giant Ward fans. That's another one that if you haven't figured that one out, yeah, since the beginning, <laughs> even without knowing, we're, we're politically and Ward divisive. That's their, their yes. two hard line positions. Alrighty, where can the good people find you on the interwebs? If I'm on a social media thing, I'm probably on as I snow nothing. Although I'm not on it much right now, uh, I'm sure I will be again at some point. That's good. We all need breaks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. Uh, you can find the podcast at Project Tahiti on Twitter. And you can send us an email, projecttahitipod at gmail.com. Please do not send us emails complaining about being political. I will delete them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not going to like overwhelm every episode, but we might go on a rant every once in a while. Yeah. And yeah, that's – I'll apologize if it's like three episodes in a row where it's like most of it or something. But we won't do that. I'm I, – I have faith in us. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many other things to talk about. Um, although, as we get further along in the seasons, there is more political stuff that comes up that we'll probably have to rant about. So. Yeah, when Hydra, whenever Hydra comes up, it's going to make us yeah. <laughs> hit the Nazi buttons. But uh, hopefully, we can rant it in a little bit. I, I, don't, yeah. I think we can. I think it's fine. You know, it would all be natural to the conversation, I think. Yeah. We're not going to just like randomly insert political time with Jared and Jess <laughs> having nothing to do with S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah. Here's what here's what really bugs me about this local election. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I don't need that. I don't want to have that platform, much less to ruin this. <laughs> so. Oh, man. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Project Tahiti. It is a magical place but also not it sucks so 
Yeah, now, now, yeah. Is that, is that should that be our how we change every episode? <laughs> welcome, welcome, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> it sucks. sucks. <laughs> well, because Colson says that I in know, the last no, episode. No, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, alrighty, thanks for listening, guys. Catch you later. <laughs> Bye.